When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On the Bronco Sports Podcast Network from Learfield, you're listening to My Voice, My Story, presented by Pacific Source Health Plans. Now, here's your host, R.J. Barsh. Today, I get to sit across from Chima Njoku, a redshirt sophomore from Pocatello, Idaho. She's going to focus on three things that really stick out in her life. Her roots, where she's from, how much that's impacted her how she keeps her joy with her gratitude practices, and ultimately what she's driven by and what she's driven for. This is going to be a great 20 minutes with redshirt sophomore from Boise State women's basketball, Chima Njoku. Njoku up through contact, converts. Another offensive rebound, and it's Njoku who gets the points for Boise State. This is Coach Barsh, and I'm sitting across from one of the best smiles in the world, um, in a top five for me, uh, you know, not number one because my baby boy, Grayson, <laughs> <laughs> but there's certain people whose presence lighten a room, and a lot of that's because of their personality, but also because of their passion and what they do. I'm sitting here with women's basketball player, Chinma Najoku. How are you doing today, Chinma? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing well. And I want to go right to the conversation we were just having. Okay. Uh, because it was so good that we were like, you know what? Let's just record right now. Because mm-hmm. I asked a question. I said, what drives you? Like, what is the reason you show up every single day the way that you do? Like, what drives you? Um... I think what drives me is that, so my roots, my parents are Nigerian, and so when I was 16, I went back to Nigeria to meet relatives for the first time, and when I did, that was a life-changing moment in the sense that I saw what my dad grew up in, I saw his conditions, I saw the sacrifices that he made, and I told myself I have no excuse to not show up every day when he showed up every day to give me the life that I have, and so I want to give back to him. And when you went back, let's talk about your story a little bit first. So 
born in Canada, mm-hmm. and then Kentucky, mm-hmm. and then Pocatello, mm-hmm. Idaho. Yeah. Um, when did you come to Idaho? How old were you when you got to Idaho? I was, I think I was 11. You're 11. And 16, you said you went back to Nigeria. Mm-hmm. So up until that time, your dad had probably explained to you what it's like and where you came from and the heritage and the history. And you took all that in, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why do you think it changed so much being in the soil and being there physically? Why, why do you think that has such an impact on your future? Um, it's one thing to talk about it, but it's another thing to like actually experience it. Like at home, we always watch Nigerian movies and my parents spoke in Igbo. So I knew my heritage and I knew my culture, but it's another thing to actually go through it and live through it. And, um, that's interesting the way you said it, because I think a lot of times, especially when we look at athletes, we feel like, oh, you should have done this. You should have done that. But as as athletes look at other athletes, we don't assume those things because we are experiencing those highs and lows. Mm-hmm. And as your dad's explaining to you, this is where we came from. This is why I'm working so hard. This is why I have this mannerisms. This is why I'm probably hard on you. This is why I'm pushing you is because this is where we came from. And so seeing your, your, your grandmother for the first time, did you see a lot of your character traits when you when you looked into your grandmother's eyes? Honestly, yeah, with every single family member that I met, I just, I was like, we are related in so many different ways more than just, like, blood. In, in what ways do you, when you say that, what ways do you mean? Um, like, could, w- you could see the characteristics that you have? Definitely characteristics, definitely just our mindsets and just how we treat people. How you treat people, explain that. Um, in my family, we grew up with like the simple saying, treat people the way you want to be treated. And growing up, I mean, we've all experienced people belittling us. And so that's the most degrading feeling. And so we're just trained not to belittle others, but to value others. And just going back home and being around people that also emphasize that same point. Yeah. As a leader now and being a division one athlete, that's impressive, right? Um, you have a voice that uplifts people, right, because of what you've been able to accomplish. How important do you think it is to use that voice for love since you have that platform now? I think it's essential, especially because everyone's going through something. Like, you're not going to know everyone's battles. They're all Everyone's going through something, regardless of what they say. And so to use your voice to uplift others and it's just something that I try to live by every day because just a little word, like words of encouragement can go such a long way for someone. Okay, so if you're listening to this podcast, stop right now, write this down. Words of encouragement can go a long way. And a lot of times when you make those deposits, all those words of encouragement, you don't get to see how long they go for that person, but just know it does. Right, because I'm sitting across from Chima, and you should see how her eyes are lighting up when she talks about these things. Um, when you were eighth, ninth grade in Pocatello, Idaho, and you're growing up, what was it about your experience that um, made you who you are today? Um, 
Well, coming from Kentucky and moving to Pocatello, like I love Pocatello, hometown, everything, but there's definitely a huge difference in terms of the people there, the culture. Um, Where I grew up in Kentucky, there were numerous Nigerians. So coming to Pocatello, I was like, oh, there's like, there's barely people of color here. And so I think while growing up and just feeling like an outsider, I just, I hate that feeling. And so I, maybe because of that, I just take it upon myself to include as many people as possible, make them feel included. I, I think that's what I see when I see you is like you're aggressive in your nature of humility because you know you've experienced what it feels like to be the outsider. And to have experienced that, you don't want anyone else to. And that's similar to what drives you. I think all of us have a personal story that drives us. Now, outside of all these things that we talked about, going back to your roots, meeting your grandmother, seeing the characteristics. I mean, you're a high-level athlete. Um, in high school, you play, what, multiple sports? Yeah. And you chose basketball. Why, why, why basketball? I think I chose basketball because I didn't start playing until middle school. So when I came to Idaho – and basketball was the only way that I was able to connect with people at my school. I went to a private Catholic school. So at that point, people already have friends and groups. And so coming in in middle school, it's kind of hard to be a part of those groups. So by playing basketball, I was able to connect with so many people in my community. And I just it gave me a sense of belonging. I, man, that is a phenomenal because I really <laughs> believe that the athletic huddle is the most diverse place in the world. You got different faiths, different color, different socioeconomic, different everything. But if you put a little orange ball in the middle of them and you tip it up, we become family. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you're, you're explaining, like how important sports are to our culture, right, to not blur the lines but show people, hey, let's not be this way. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're having this podcast because we want everyone to get outside inside look of our huddles Mm -hmm. how can we huddle when we're in the middle of Boise State's campus or we're in anywhere in Idaho and you feel like an no we can become one because we do it in sports every single day Mm -hmm. and it's not it's not easy Mm. right like there's things that you have to do that are hard that are that are troubling at times but it's what you do when you've had that experience and if anybody's listening to the podcast you know I get Two Tangents, a podcast, and that was number one. So Century High School, and then you chose Boise State University. And what about Boise State um, makes you smile? There's so many reasons. Um, I think Boise is just a beautiful city, and the people in it are very supportive. It's definitely a different... um, vibe I would say from Pocatello and yeah I I love Boise there's a lot of good things Boise loves you (laughs) (laughs) so now we've talked a little bit about you know your your upbringing with you know the your culture background and your roots how have you infused the two cultures of growing up in Pocatello being out but then also knowing hey this is where I'm from this is who I am and this is also, I, and I live in Idaho, and I'm trying to, you know, understand who I am while I'm going through this process. Like, how, how hard has that been for you? 
Um, I would say growing up, it was hard to find a sense of identity and, like, balancing basketball, like, my basketball life and then my culture and then also trying to fit in. As I've grown older and matured, it's definitely a lot easier for me to balance the two and, like, integrate the two into my life. Like, they don't have to be two separate things. They're one. More than an athlete, first of all, uh, give a hand clap for being able to answer that question because I think I asked like 17 questions <laughs> in the route to that one. <laughs> and um, you did a phenomenal job answering that. What are you studying at Boise? I am a health science. I am a health studies science emphasis. There you go. Nice. So um, when you think about what you're doing with your life, high-level Division One athlete, you stayed in Idaho for a college experience. Um, is there a desire to see more of the world once you're done with, with your graduation? Like, what if you had a million dollars and you could make anything change tomorrow, what would that thing be, and where would you go to do it? I would use the money towards – okay, I want to go into nursing after I'm done with athletics. And so I would use the money to, like, pay for a nursing school and then – the where I want to go with nursing, I want to do labor. I want to be a labor and delivery nurse specifically for like more diverse areas and just helping black mothers with the labor experience since they're so underappreciated. Girl, you just said a lot and that was so amazing, but she says she's driven. So I put her on the spot by asking that question because I know there's somebody listening right now and what happens in community is we rally around people who are doing great things. We rally around our, our, our young people, right, who are driven, and we say, how can we support that nursing, pay for nursing school with a million dollars? She didn't say go on vacation. She said to help other mothers that look like her go through the labor experience. Like, I think all of us through our walks of life, we find something that we're extremely passionate about. What I want us to understand from this podcast, this conversation that I'm getting is, find what drives you. Find what, 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 what wakes you up and gets you on your way. Because when I see Chima, she's smiling, right? Because I think she knows where she's headed. And, and that's a beautiful thing. How important do you think it is for athletes in general to use their platform to share their story? I think it's very important in the sense that anyone could be listening, like you never know, and it could give them a sense of direction, especially with just how chaotic this world is. Yeah. Is there something that you do every single day that helps you remain grounded? Uh, the first thing I do, and I pray in the morning, and so when I'm reflecting, I just... To give thanks to like waking up in the morning just because it's something that we can take for granted and life is so precious so the fact that I'm given life I'm like okay I have to utilize today because tomorrow's never promised yeah um gr great answer <laughs> uh because I think what our generation's seeing and I'm seeing it with with myself as a coach and as a father is that there's all these different tools and different things you can be doing every single day to make your life better. And, but honestly, when I ask people who are driven, the first thing that they say is gratitude. 
It's literally, I'm thankful that I get this moment that I'm in. Mm-hmm. And then it's a bunch of the other things. Mm-hmm. I, and so I knew when I asked you that question, I, I, I was just like, <laughs> I know. And you went right to a, a meditative and a prayer posture. You, you closed your eyes. You, you became thankful for this moment that we're in. So if you're taking notes, number two, create, an, create a moment of gratitude every single day because it will help you remain driven uh, for your purpose in your life. You have a people-first mentality, what I see. Um, how hard is it to stay that way when we're in a society that pushes self-promotion? It's insanely hard, especially, I don't know, I think it gets frustrating when you feel like you're giving a lot of energy to other people and you don't get that same energy back. I think that's where it gets tr- tricky. Yeah, it, it does get tricky when you feel like the energy is not reciprocated. Mm-hmm. But what you what you said a second ago is you still wake up and you give gratitude and you just rinse and repeat. Mm-hmm. And it's that statement you said about what your father raised you is treat people – what was it? The way you want to be treated. Treat people the way you want to be treated. So no matter how many times you put out the positive energy vibe and you get the negative one back, be like Chinma and keep giving the positive vibe out. That, that, that's, what I've, that's what I've witnessed. I've witnessed an authenticity in that. And she just gave us wisdom. She said, it's not, it's not easy. But when you when you have gratitude, you're able to get over some of those barriers. Um, what's your ultimate goal in basketball? I think right now, um, with coming back from my ACL injury, right now my ultimate goal is to add value on and off the court since I can't play right now. I'm literally blown away no. how, how brilliant she's answering these questions. Because I know if I was an athlete coming off of injury, I would not be like, how to add value on and off the court. This is not scripted. This is a conversation. And she said so much that we're going to keep this one a little shorter than the others because I really want to hit on the three points that I picked up from this conversation. Gratitude every single day. Say the quote again, treat. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Give out that great energy even if sometimes you don't get that back and number three you have to be driven and add value on and off the court as an athlete like we can't be so focused on our sport that it becomes the only thing that we identify with and when I see Chinma I see more than an athlete I see a future nursing, uh, what do you call it, clinic (laughs) where she's helping mothers. And one day I'll recruit one of those mother's sons (laughs) and we'll be talking and we're like, yeah, I was at Chinmus Clinic and she helped my mom. That's what I see. And I, um, I hope that you are encouraged by this short conversation with Chima from Women's Basketball, Kentucky. Canada, Kentucky, to Pocatello, 
to all across the world. <laughs> That's what she's going to do with this joy. Signing off, this is Coach Barsh and Chin. Hey, thank you for listening to episode three. We're going to give a quick shout out to our sponsor for My Voice, My Story. It's presented by Pacific Source Health Plans, a proud sponsor of Bronco Bowl Game Days. When it comes to mental wellness, Pacific Source is helping people get the health care they need. Pacific Source Health Plans, putting members first since 1933. Thank you.